is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are starting a series called, Are You Living in Isolation? Our topic for today is, Are You Isolated? In this series, we will be seeing the story of the prodigal son, but not about the prodigal son himself, but about his older brother. This man was isolated, though he was working for his father, he was still isolated, he must have felt lonely. Now what about you? Though you are working in church, are you isolated? Do you feel lonely? Do you feel as if you have no friends? Sisters, remember, when you feel isolated, when you feel lonely, take it to the Lord in prayer. He will always be your friend. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this topic. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the privilege to come on this platform to spend time together as your daughters on Women in Revival podcast. I am praying that you will enlighten our hearts to your glory and to your honor. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to welcome you to Women in Revival podcast and thank you for taking the time to join us. I am praying that you find it a blessing if you would like to join us at one of our live podcast session, do send us a message on our website and we will inform you when we are doing that. It will be just with a few number of people. So the earlier you contact us, the better. All right. Um, we are starting this new series tagged, Are You Living in Isolation? Some couple of months ago, myself and a few sisters in Christ, we gathered together in the house of a beloved disciple. She usually opened the door of her house to us to just come and be refreshed. So women from different backgrounds and church denomination, we just come together and we are refreshed again. So this year, the focus of our gathering was my constant seeing God as our constant. The session I took was tagged, are you living in isolation? It's from that point of view that I will be doing this podcast and I am praying that you find it a blessing. I remember during the brunch, I had to show two video clips. Obviously, I can't do that here. But my prayer is that whatsoever little I might share on this series, may you find it a blessing to your soul and to your personal work with God. Are you living in isolation? If at any point in this series you need to contact us, do feel free to do that. Go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk Every means of contacting us is there on our website. Do feel free to contact us if you desire a one-to-one discipleship relationship do contact us if you would like to join a bible class do contact us we make all effort to find something for you all right so today on women in revivals we begin this series are you living in isolation i want us to consider today are you isolated god is ever constant he changes not Life season changes, situation changes, people changes, 
but God is constant. He never changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, I am. Yesterday, he was the I am. Today, he is the I am. Tomorrow, he remains the I am. So, if you are not discovering or accessing God as my constant, then I am asking you this question. Are you isolated? Are you isolated even though you are a Christian? Are you isolated even though you go to church? Are you experiencing the constancy of God? Do you think God is your constant or you think he is mean, unreal and unreliable? Has life situation brought you into isolation from God? Have you put away personal time of reading his word and talking to him in prayer? Is the difficulty in your marriage, in your child or your children, your health, isolate you from God and from the community of godly men and women and from the fellowship of the church? Have you turned to media to drain your sorrow? Are you finding comfort in Facebook, in WhatsApp, in Instagram, Twitter, and the many, many social media platforms? Have you turned to substance abuse to quench your thirst? Has the Christian journey become weary? Are you at the bridge of quitting your marriage, giving up on your child, quitting your church, or even quitting God? Are you isolated? I know that the matter of isolation is a big matter amongst us women. It is. There is the increase of depression, anxiety, worry, fear, panic attack, just name them, amongst us, the female folk. And the question I'm throwing at you on today's episode is, are you living in isolation? Are you isolated? The scripture that was the team text for our meeting together with these various ladies was Isaiah 43 verses 18 to 19. And I will be reading that from the message. So throughout this series, I will be taking the story, a story from the Bible, and we are going to look at it briefly to help us diagnose isolation. And to help us recover from isolation. But for today, let us go to Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. And I want to read from the message translation. And it says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's busting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert. Rivers in the badlands. So this is the Lord speaking in the days of Isaiah. But I don't like reading the Bible and, you know, containing it within the old. But I read the Bible looking at myself from the Bible, looking at now from the Bible. So the Lord is saying to you as one who is joining us on this series, I don't know what the past has entailed for you. 
I guess one of the things that keeps women isolated are events of the past. Perhaps something that somebody did to you, a wrong done against you, that brought about unforgiveness, inability to forgive, something done while you were a child, something done against you at church, at work, at a particular place. So God is saying, forget about what's happened. Whatsoever has happened to you in the past, don't let it flow into your future. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Maybe at some point, your husband was not faithful to you in your marriage. Maybe at some point, your husband cheated on you. Maybe at some point, your children were not quite very good. Maybe at some point, a couple of friends backstabbed you. Maybe at some point, something happened that was quite nasty. God says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep meditating on old history. Don't keep ruminating on the wrong done against you. As women, we have the tendency to nurse things, to nurture things. And if care is not taken, we can nurture things that we ought to discard. And I'm seeing God saying, if you are going to experience the constancy of God, you've got something to do. Put aside the past. Maybe there is a sinful habit. Maybe there is an habit in your life that you've practiced for years. God says, to experience me as your constant, it is high time to put past habit in the past. So don't keep going over old history. It says, be alert, be present. Don't let issues of your past keep tying you back to your past. Live in the present and let God take you into the future. So God says, I'm about to do something brand new. And this brand new thing that I'm about to do, it's actually busting out. Can't you see it already? Don't allow the event of your past blindfold you from seeing what I'm doing even now. God says, I'm making roads through the desert. I'm giving rivers even in places that are bad lands. God says, give me your story and I will walk with it and I will give you a brand new story. As I'm rounding up today, the story of Ruth is coming to my heart. Ruth had very tough life story. Right from the matter of idolatry, just name it, and a marriage that seemingly didn't work or a marriage that did not bring forth her desire. She battled barrenness and name it. And to top it up, widowed. Yet, Ruth forgot the past things. Ruth forgot the past. She forgot what had happened to her and she moved on. She saw what God was about to do with her life. She saw the busting out. And today, when we talk about the earthly coming of our Messiah, the Lord Jesus, we talk about Ruth, who was one of the great, great grandparents of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I am praying that you will indeed allow your past to remain your past so that your past will not keep keeping you isolated from God, from the plan of God, and from the people of God. 
do not allow your past to isolate you from the future that God has for you. Amen. Today, we are continuing a series called, Are You Living in Isolation? Our topic for today is, Busy but Isolated. In this series, we have been looking at the prodigal son, but not the prodigal son himself, rather his brother. Today, we will be seeing that this brother was busy in his father's field, yet he was isolated. What about you? Do you work in the church as a pastor, a minister, or maybe as a church warden? Maybe you work in the church as a youth pastor. Whatever you do, are you isolated? Do you feel lonely in the midst of your helping others? Are you just working in the church and yet you feel as if nobody in church really cares? Take this to the Lord in prayer. Pray to Him to help you. Let Him be your friend. As we start this session, think, are you living in isolation? Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this topic. So Father God, thank you once again for day two of this series. Are you living in isolation? I am praying you who have been the constant will indeed reveal yourself as the ever constant to everyone who journeys with us on this series. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to welcome you back to this series. Remember, you can both go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and you can contact us on plus 447944398415. Feel free to contact us. And if you go on our website, every information needed to contact us is available on our website. We started this series yesterday Are You Living in Isolation? I started by telling us the fact that God is constant. He changes not. Time and seasons change. Circumstances change. Life situations change. But God is ever constant. And last time I started the first series by asking, are you isolated? Are the events in your past keep keeping you isolated from God? Isolated from the church isolated from brethren isolated from the plan of god for your life so today we are going to go on on this series and today i want us to look at busy but isolated and we'll be taking this series particularly from the story of the prodigal son so we'll be looking at the book of luke chapter 15 verses 25 through 32 so you grab your bible and let us read together i will be reading from king james version so at any point if i'm delving into any other translation i will let you know so today we want to look at busy but isolated um often time when we read the story of the prodigal son you know we often see the son that traveled miles with that collected his inheritance from his father and traveled miles away and wasted the inheritance and then started living you know feeding with pigs and eventually came to his senses 
we often see him as a prodigal. But yet there is an hidden prodigal, one who was isolated from the father, even in that story. And in this series, we are focusing on the other son, the one that was with the father, yet isolated. So today we are looking at busy, but isolated. The word isolation means to be or to remain alone or apart from others. To be alone or to remain alone or to be apart from others. So let's read that Luke 15. And today, let me just read verse 25, 26 and 27. And it says, Now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father have killed the fatted calf, because he have received him safe and sound. Amen. So we are looking at busy, but isolated. So we are seeing this second brother. The Bible says he was the elder brother. And verse 25 tells us that this elder brother was in the field. He was busy for the father. He was probably busy doing things in the father's field. You will look at him and say, wow, this is an active son of his father. Are women not so busy in the church? Go to children's church is the women. Go to many departments in church. It's we, the women. The women are busy. But often again, women are isolated from God. Women find it difficult to spend time in God's word, in prayer. There are women who are doing all sorts of things, but they don't have the time to sit down and say, God, let's talk as father-daughter. So this elder brother was busy in the field. He was a busy man, yet he was a man that lacked relationship with his father. So the time came, he came home. So as he returned back, the Bible says, as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So when he heard that, then he called one of the servants. That kind of struck me again. He heard music. He was suspicious. What is happening at home? And what did he do? He called one of the servants. Having heard the music, he could have walked boldly home. After all, this is his father's house. You know, remind me of that. He said, this is my father's world. He could have walked down and said, this is my father's house. What is happening in my father's house? So instead, he called one of the servants. And my question is, why is it difficult for women to look at God and call him Abba Father? Can you boldly say, God is my father? Or have you been relating with servants, with pastors, with ministers? You do not have a direct relationship with your father, God. Have you been going to church, but yet lack intimate relationship with God, your father? Do you know he wants to speak to you? Do you know he wants you to come to him to pour out your concerns, your fear, your worries? Do you know he's looking forward to chatting, communing, relating with you? 
rather than going straight to servants. And we have many of such servants who are consuming the resources of women even now. Sometimes they tell you, give by your credit card. You know, we send you a token and we send you an anointing oil and we send you this. And many women have wasted the little God has given them on such servants. So the prodigal son, the elder brother called on one of the servants. And my question is, for how long do we keep calling on servants? For how long do we keep looking for pastors, for prophets to sort out our life problems? For how long do we keep seeking intermediary in our relationship with God? For how long do we keep a distance even from God? So this elder brother called one of the servants and then he said, what is the meaning of this? Imagine what is happening at home. So the servant said to me that, well, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he received him safe and sound. Are you saying? So what I am saying first is the fact that this elder brother who had access to his father, this elder brother who has been busy in his father's field returned home. He could have walked confidently courageously boldly to his father and asked dad what is happening he could have got the first hand information from his father but unfortunately he went to a servant and he received a second hand information and this is a situation of we women in the church we seek often for second hand information we look for messages online, everywhere, podcast, all of those. When we have issues that are confronting our lives, we don't go straight to God's word and say, what does the Bible say concerning this? Which verse can I ponder on concerning this situation? Instead, we call people around to pray with us, which is okay. I'm not saying that is bad. Instead, we go online, we Google, we research these matters. Instead of us asking God, is there a word from you concerning this matter? We might be busy in church, but distance from God. And I am praying that as we go through this series, the Lord will do a work in your heart where you realize your need, where you realize your need for God, not through servants, not through friends. Thank God for ladies that will be working hand in hand, you know, friends that will be walking the Christian journey together. But walking the Christian journey together with others is much, much better when we ourselves, we are relating on a one-on-one -a -one basis with God. And then when we come together, our iron begins to sharpen each other. And I am praying that your role will not just be to work for God, to work in His field, but much more, you will seek an audience with God, your Father. Amen. This is Moon Revival Podcast. Today, we are continuing a series called 
are you living in isolation? Our topic for today is in disease of isolation. Today, we will be seeing the signs that this brother of the prodigal son did that shows us, the readers of the Bible, that he was indeed isolated. This brother was isolated from his father, his brother, even though he was working in his father's fields. And today we are going to be seeing that this brother showed signs of jealousy. He was angry. He was jealous. Instead of asking his father or his brother what was happening, he asked a servant. A servant that was not worth much. That was who he asked. That shows us that he was isolated. He was isolated from his father. Though he was working in the fields, his father may have ignored him and just kept on thinking of his younger son. The younger son may have been the favourite, we do not know, but we can see that he was isolated from everyone around him. It was a servant that he asked, sisters, are you isolated? If you are, remember, pray to God, ask him to help you, ask him to no longer allow you to be isolated, ask him to be your friend. And furthermore, tell your pastor, your husband, your feelings of isolation and so that they can pray with you too and pray that you will indeed be able to get over this isolation pray that jesus will indeed be your true friend the friend that never fails depression will be nauticus further on this matter so father god thank you once again having brought us to day three i am praying that you will speak and we will hear you and we will make amendment in jesus name amen thank you once again for taking the time to join us on this particular series are you living in isolation are you experiencing even the constancy of god our father the maker of the universe he who owned ten thousand cattle upon the hill he who owned the house of men are you experiencing his constancy at any point you can go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk if you want to contact us our contact us page have every information needed to contact us amen so we looked at busy but isolated we saw last time that a woman can actually be busy in the field of God in the church, helping with the children, church, helping with the techniques, helping with the kitchen, helping with all sorts of things at church, yet isolated from God Himself. And this is not the goal of God for you. God desires a closer walk with you. So today I want us to look at indices of isolation. How can you detect that you are walking? in isolation from God and isolation from the body of Christ. And I think one of the things that I, before I read the scripture, is the fact that when we continue struggling to get ourselves out of our present situation, it's an indice that we are probably isolating ourselves from God and from the help that God has put in others to help us. When we try to give up on God, give up on ourselves, give up on our husbands, could it be indices of 
isolation. When we keep making moves by ourselves, not recognizing that God is waiting to help us, when we are not acknowledging the help of God, when we are not acknowledging older men and women in the church, in the body of Christ, who can lend us one help or another? Could it be that we are living in isolation? I am not sure what difficult season of life you are in now. I may not know what various challenges you might be battling, what changes and decisions you are facing. I may not know what mess you are stuck in. I may not know what sinfulness you are modeled up in. But are these not indices of isolation from God? Or are your present life situation not pulling you away from God? Who is our very present help in every time of need? It is not the plan of God for us as women to remain or allow our sinfulness, our life situation to drown us. No, that is never the plan of God. The plan of God is that we come to him boldly with whatever faces us. And God has given us older women, older ladies in the community of the church to help support us, to help walk us through whatsoever life is throwing at us. We need a community of like-minded women who are working with God, who can support, who can encourage, who can rebuke, who can empower, who can affirm and lift us out of our miry clay. So, are you isolated from God, even though you are in church? Are you isolated from ladies who are seeking God together? Have you people who can look at you right in your face and tell you this is what you ought to have done what you are doing right now is not correct are you playing with a few indices of isolation could you be isolated so let us go back again to that book of luke the story of the prodigal son luke chapter 15 i told you we'll be settling on verse 25 to 32 Last time we looked at verse 25 to 27 and today I want us to look at verse 26, verse 28 and verse 30 as we look at the indices of isolation further. 26 says, And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. Now verse 28, And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. Now, Verse 29 to 30. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed I or die at any time thy commandment. And thou, and yet, thou never givest me a key, that I might make merry with my friends. 30. But as soon as this thy son was come, which have devoured thy living with allots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. Amen. So what can we see from this conversation of the elder brother with his father? What can we see as the indices of isolation? I could see self-assertion. I could see anger. I could see jealousy. So in verse 26, we saw that the elder brother called one of the servants. So if you are that type of woman who is not confident to take 
your issue, your situation before God. You have to call a pastor first. You have to look for people to pray for you, to do whatsoever. If you are not confident in grabbing the Bible to say, what is God saying concerning what is facing me? Then it could be one of the indices of isolation. And now in verse 28, the Bible says, this elder brother was angry. Do you get angry easily when things are not going your way? Maybe you have been wanting God to do something in particular for you and this is not coming forth. And now you are angry with God. You are throwing tantrums at God. You are saying, well, I'm not going to go to church again. I'm not going to read the Bible again. I don't even want to have anything to do with Christianity. Then you are living in isolation. That is one of the indices of isolation. So the Bible says the elder brother was angry. He would not go in. I don't know about you. How do you see your father's house? How do you see the church of Christ? I do appreciate the fact that the church is not perfect. I agree with that. There is no congregation that is perfect. And if we have to feast on the imperfection of the church, then no one will ever go to church indeed. So we see this elder brother that he refused to go in. And there are many women who have refused to go to church. Some of them tell you, I'm a Christian, but I just don't go to church. No, you are living in isolation. Am I saying to you that church is perfect? Not at all. Church is a gathering of imperfect people that finds perfection in Christ Jesus. There is no Christian organization or ministry that is perfect. Perfection is found in Christ as we all gaze on Christ Jesus. So this elder brother refused to go in, which is one of the indices of isolation. He isolated himself from the fellowship of those who gathered in his father's house. And unfortunately, many women have missed out on the help that God has for their life in a local representation of the church. You need the church. And then the father came out and the father had to be entreating in begging him. And could this podcast be a way to say, go back to church, find a local church to belong to. You may have been wounded in church. It's rather unfortunate that the place where people are supposed to come into and find healing, you know, Christian organization that people are supposed to come into and find healing and find comfort is the same place where people are wounded, where people are hurt. But nonetheless, there are still a few brothers and sisters that God has equipped to help in your Christian journey. Find a local church. Be part of a local body of Christ. And in verse 29, the Bible says, he answered his father. He said, look, for these many years I've served you. Are you seeing self-righteousness? I never transgressed. I never sinned against your commandment. I've kept all your commandment to the latter. And may I say that the Bible says that even the best of our righteousness, all are righteousness. They are nothing but filthy rags. So you cannot approach God 
on the platform on your of your righteousness when i do this maybe for you you actually go to church regularly you are a worker in church you are this you are that you teach this you teach that it will not save you that is not the basis of your righteousness the basis of our righteousness is the death of christ so this elder brother began to boast, I have done this, I did that, I kept your commandment, I never transgressed, I have tried everything like a Pharisee to keep the law. And despite all this, not even a baby cow do you ever kill for me. So it's a say for me, I'm saying this elder brother, look, the reason why I am keeping all the law, keeping this was not even because I love you. I was doing it to see if there will be a day when you will do a celebration on my behalf that is how i'm reading this says look i've done all of this yet you never give me a kid so that i can party with my friends imagine that is one of the indices of isolation maybe you compare yourself with other ladies you look at that oh look at the car she's riding if only god give me that cow something better will i not serve him better look at me i actually go to church much more than cynthia yet see life is rosy for cynthia she's married here am i still single no husband no spouse no suitor life is just this if only god give me this as a testimony that i'm serving him wow when we've isolated ourselves from god we keep measuring our christian work in the accumulation of material resources we will keep measuring the success of our christian work based on how much we are doing with our friends so the elder brother said look this son who went away and devoured your money with a lot now came back you decided to kill a fatted cow for him what again am i saying as one of the indices of isolation is a lack of compassion for a fellow brother a fellow sister in the body of christ you see things happening in somebody's life and oftentimes christian we can be very judgmental we can say things about people where we can tell the reason why they are suffering the reason why they are going through what they are going through are you isolated from god Christ often, when he see the multitudes, even though they are not following him, even though they are not doing the will of his father, oftentimes his heart is moved with compassion. Where is compassion in the church of God today? What have we done with compassion? Sometimes we hear of someone who fell into sin and Christians will pass such messages from one person to another. Sometimes we share these things on our social media. Pastor so 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 did this. You know, we are not carrying a heart of compassion for such people and say, Lord, another child of yours has derailed. Where is the heart of compassion? How do you react to the downfall of a fellow sister in the body of Christ? This elder brother was not happy that the brother was restored, that the brother returned back reminds me of the story of Jonah whom God sent to Nineveh you remember how he reacted and how often you can be we can be as this elder brother sometimes some people have left church for years 
and they return back. Instead of welcome them back, what do we do in the church? We gossip about them. We tell about the reason why they left and the reason why they are now coming back. Some of us will actually leave our local denomination, leave our local congregation because of those people that return back to church. It is a pointer to the fact that we have isolated ourselves both from God and from one another. I don't know how you evaluate your Christian life. These things that I've mentioned so far are some of the reasons why we've not been experiencing the constancy of God in the church and even in our own individual lives. And I am praying that the Lord will help you to evaluate your life, your responses to the challenges that faces other people, your responses to the events in your church, and turn back to God in penitence that He might restore you to a better fellowship, to a better relationship with Himself and everyone in His household. Amen. is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are continuing a series called Are You Living in Isolation? Our topic for today is Isolated from Brethren. The brother of the prodigal son was isolated from his brother. Isolated from his own brother. Sisters, what about you? Are you isolated from your brethren in church? Are you aloof towards them? Do you feel like they are ignoring you? Are you lonely about your brethren? Is this you? Are you isolated from your brother, from your sister? Deborah Shinobi, Renazika's father, on this matter. So, our dear Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this precious series. We look to you, Lord, to engage and encounter our hearts. Bring us out of isolation into yourself. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So thank you for still joining us on this series. Are you living in isolation? Last time we saw indices of isolation. And I am praying that you will evaluate your Christian work and make right the wrong through Christ Jesus and His Holy Spirit. If at any point you need to contact us or revisit this particular series or other series or you missed a, an episode, do go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk Amen. So today we are continuing this series and I want us to look at isolation from the brethren. Like I said, the matter of isolation is getting higher and higher amongst Christian women. Isolation from church, isolation from fellowshipping with others, isolation from even our families. Depression is growing, anxiety, mental health is increasing amongst Christian women. We need God to help us. So let us look at isolation from the brethren. And today we are still looking at the book of Luke chapter 15. 
be verse 30 today. The story of the prodigal son, but we are considering the elder brother. Luke 15 verse 30 and it reads, But as soon as this thy son was come, which have devoured thy living with a lot, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. Amen. So this is the elder brother now pouring out his anger on his father. Say, look, this your son, my junior brother, who was with us before, left us, collected his inheritance and went away, wasted it, and now is coming back. And you, dad, took this son. Are you seeing how he, the way he portrayed that? Verse 30 says, But as soon as this thy son, no longer my brother. Oh, how many women have removed sisterhood from the church? There are people you can come across on the road that you just pass each other. There is no relationship with you, even though you go to the same church. Even though on Sunday we will lift up our hands and worship and pray and speak in tongues. But we can come across each other and never speak a word to each other. Where is sisterhood in the body of Christ? Where is that sisterhood that bear each other's pain? You know, I experienced something of that in recent days. I was ill. And the way I saw people cared for me, ran around, you know, my house was stocked with food, shopping, people were coming, meeting with me, trying to see what arrangement do we need to do, what do we need to put in place for you to recover while you still play your role. You know, this is what it means to be in the body of Christ. The Bible says, this elder brother said, this thy son. No more, my brother. Where is brotherhood? Where is sisterhood in the church? Is it not an indices that we have isolated ourselves from our God, from our Lord Jesus Christ, and from His Holy Spirit? Where is sisterhood? Where is the heart that carries burden for each other? Instead of bearing each other's burden, what we do now is to gossip and tear each other down. When we see someone who is trying to make wrong right, we will write that gossip about them and backstab them rather than to applaud them for taking the right step. Is there sisterhood in your church? Is there the heart of sisterhood in your heart? How much do you care for the women in your local church? So this elder brother said, as this dice concern was come, and he said, which have devoured thy living with harlots. Say, look, this boy have not kept your commandment as I have kept it. This boy don't come to church every now and then, you know, like some of us will do. I have been a member of this local church for the past 20 years. I've never done this. I've never done that. I've been an obedient worker in this church. I've been a faithful minister in this church. Yeah, this one that came yesterday, you've given up position, you've done this, you've done that. And before you know it, there is splitting in the church. Why? It's because we have deviated from 
the heart of sisterhood from the heart of brotherhood that family spirit is no longer there in many of our churches so that is why we can find fault we can compete we can be angry we can envy each other because we no longer see ourselves as brothers and as sisters of the lord jesus christ so he said look this son of yours who devoured your living with a lot you know return back and you are killing fatted cow for him oh dad i am highly disappointed in you here the bible says ever rejoice over one sinner that repent should it not be a time of jubilation and celebrating on behalf of this younger brother what is your relationship with those in your local church psalms 133 says behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity wow that is quite amazing let me read it from the message translation it says how wonderful how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along so there is a wonder there is a beauty that is locked up when we relate with each other as sisters as brothers as brethren of the messiah like i was saying that was what i experienced i experienced sisterhood people sisters brother from different background different denomination different um, nationality you know rallied around and looked after me and looked after me well not saying well she's not in this she's not in that she is that no so unless we put aside our differences and embrace the heart of god we will miss out on the wonderful and beautiful things god wants to do amongst us so that verse when he says it's like costly anointing oil flowing down head and blood flowing down aaron's blood flowing down the color of his priestly robes it's like the dew on mount Hermon, flowing down the slopes of zion yes that's where god commands the blessing ordains eternal life when we refuse to relate with brethren with a heart of love actually it doesn't matter how resourceful you are you are missing out you are missing out of something of god from that brother from that sister in the fellowship in the church of christ and i'm going to finish today's episode by reading hebrews 10 25 maybe for you you've left church you've abandoned church you've felt look i can do my christianity by myself maybe for you online is now your church if i look i would rather log into that place and i will just listen or i will just join that fellowship that start 10 a.m instead of going to church you know i'll just join that it's actually better than church what is the essence of church what church cannot teach they are teaching me anyway i prefer this church i prefer this fellowship i prefer this christian organization that is not biblical you need to be part of a local representation of the body of christ so hebrews 10 25 says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together there is the need to meet with other brothers and sisters in the church since you don't forsake the assembly of ourselves as the manner of some is but exhorting one another 
and so much the more as he see the day approaching. As we are seeing the day of our Lord Jesus approaching, as we are seeing the return of our Lord Jesus approaching very quickly, as we know we are living in end times. So we need to embrace brotherly love, sisterly love. There is the need to exalt each other, to encourage each other, to comfort each other. Even sometimes, you know, in the church, we send messages to other people to whip them, you know, to discipline them. Maybe you come across something that was sent to you. Then you send it to and say, yeah, this is what this person needs. Then you send it out. No. Have you searched your own heart? Have you listened to that? I believe it is high time for us to put aside the various indices of isolation between us in the church, between us in different denominations, between us who claim to be a people of light. God says, isolate not yourself from the brethren, for it is in your unity that I command even blessing forevermore. Amen. This is Women in Revival Podcast. Today, we are continuing a series called Are You Living in Isolation? Our topic for today is Isolated from the Father. Today, we will be seeing how this brother of the prodigal son was isolated from his father when his brother came back. He was isolated from his father by his own doing. It was not the doing of his father, no. Because he was jealous of his brother, that was what made him isolated from his father. Are you isolated from your father? Sisters, ponder over these things. Deborah Shinobi would not take us further on this matter. So Father, we thank you so much for this series and thank you for bringing us to the last day of this series. I am praying that you will yet engrave your heart word into our hearts thank you lord in jesus name amen thank you so so much for joining us through this series we've come to the end of this series are you living in isolation the desire of god is that we the body of christ will continually experience his constancy and as we experience his constancy we can take his constancy to the world around us our world is in dire need of the constancy of God. Nothing in this world is constant. Our world is troubled. Our world is seeking for way out. If only we, who are meant to be the light of the world, indeed live out the life of God, that people may experience the constancy of our Father. At any point, if you need to visit our website, do feel free to do so catch up on, on any series you've missed and if you need to contact us go on our contact us page on our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk so we've come to the end of this series are you living in isolation and i want us today to look at isolation from the father last time we saw the prodigal son's isolation from his brother 
he no longer see his brother as his brother. He said, this thy son, no longer my brother. So let us close this particular series as we look at isolation from the father. When we are isolated from the father, we will automatically isolate ourselves from brethren, from fellowship. You see, our joint fellowship with the father is what flows into our relationship with brethren. So it is that one key relationship that we want to see getting rooted and rooted and rooted in him. So we cannot discard or underestimate even your personal work with God, your personal relationship with God. If you are not going to be isolated from the plan of God, from fellow brethren, then your keying into God matters a lot. So let us look at isolation from the Father. Again, we go back to our Luke chapter 15 and we'll read verse 28 to verse 30. And it says, And he was angry. The he there is the elder brother. And he was angry and would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. And yet thou never givest me a kid, that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this thy son was come, which have devoured thy living with allots, thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me. And all that I have is thine. I've moved now to verse 32. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Amen. So we are looking at isolation from the father, which is the source of every other form of isolation. Maybe we are withdrawn emotionally physically or whatsoever this usually begins from withdrawing ourselves from god the father so from the scripture that i verses 28 to 32 first we saw that this elder brother who was busy in the father's field we saw how he came in angrily and now saying to his father that look for these many years i served you these many years i was faithful and actually before then, you saw in verse 28 that he was angry and he refused to go in into the house. So could it be that the reason why we refuse to go to church now actually is because there is an iota of unhappiness with God. So now in verse 29, then he began to say to his father, I have served you, I am this, I don't tell lie, I don't do this, I have kept all commandment, yet you never, you, you never give me anything. Not even a kid that I can marry with my friends. So when we begin to see that our relationship with God is not earning us what we are looking for, fellowshipping with God is actually a privilege. Unfortunately, many of us, we've made our fellowship with God as a grocery shopping relationship. I go to him because I need this. It ought not to be so. The purpose of your creation 
is to worship God, is to relate with Him. When you are outside God, it's just like a, a fish that is outside the water. You are outside your natural habitat. The natural habitat for mankind is God. And the reason why we are in Him is not because of what we can get, as you will see in the Father's response. So he said, look, you didn't give me this, you didn't give me that, but this son that came, you did this for him, you did this for that. And how often women will fall into this trap. You compare your life with another woman, with another lady, with another friend. Oh, they had this, their marriage is this, they have so amount of children, they have so amount of money, they have this, but we have little. And meanwhile, we are actually a very faithful family. We serve God more than they. We do this more than they. God says, no. The basis for relating with me is not for material accumulation. And in verse 31, I am now seeing the father saying, look, son. And I think it humbles me to still see the father referring to him as son. And that is the heart of God. When someone who is notorious, who is a terrible sinner, turn to God today, do you know God still refers to that person as son, as daughter? So the father said, son, you've ever been with me. You are always living here with me. And whatsoever I have is yours. Unfortunately, in the elder brother's heart, he has isolated himself from the father. That was why he actually did not have the boldness to ask the father for his daily need. Our Lord Jesus taught to us, says, when you pray in the Lord's prayer, give us this day our daily bread. So I'm not saying it is wrong to ask God for our material need, but that is not the basis of our Christian work with God. These are natural things that flows out of our relationship with God. So the father says, you've got everything, everything that I actually have, they belong to you. So when we are isolated from God, even though we may be busy at church, we won't necessarily see all that pertains for life and for godliness. All God has made available for our Christian work and for our sojourn here on earth. So I am also saying that when you have isolated yourself from God, see what the Father says in verse 32. He says, It was meet that we should make merry and be glad for this thy brother. Are you seeing? The Father kind of reinstated who this son was to this brother. He is your brother. So when we are isolated from God, we no longer see fellow brothers and sisters as our brothers. Yet, it is in our close relationship with God that we begin to see people in the light of God. This your brother, he was dead and is alive again. It is actually my responsibility as the father, your responsibility as the elder brother to welcome him back, to celebrate his coming back, to rejoice with him. And it is my prayer that whatever depth of isolation you are experiencing in your relationship with God, you will tie a fresh relationship with God the Father. Maybe you are backslidden because of what is happening in some people's life, yet you are not experiencing the same. Maybe you've sat down, you've thought, oh, but these people, well, 
I have been trying to regularize my stay in my country. And some people who came a few weeks ago, a few months ago, their immigration status have changed. Maybe for you, you felt, well, if it's changed for them, why did God not do it for me? I'm not going to serve God again. Maybe for you, you felt, well, someone, you know, they are doing well in their family relationship. Their children had no problem. And here am I with this issue and that issue. And yet I'm faithful to God. So what is the essence of my faithfulness to God? It is high time I cut things down. God says no. It is actually out of your personal work with God. That your life issues are resolved. That your life need, your personal need are met. Isolation from God takes us into isolation with our fellow brethren. And it takes us into isolation from the provision of God. And it takes us into isolation from the plan and the purpose of God for our now and for our tomorrow. And I will close this particular series and today's broadcast as I read from Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 to 7. It says, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So, what am I saying? Maybe you had a vibrant walk with God at some point in your life, but now you've dwindled. It is high time to seek help. Give us a call and let's see how we can work with you. This is not about judging you. This is not about being judgmental, but we honestly want to work with you. We want to see you rooted. We want to see you built up in Christ. Not in the situation that is facing you. Not in the beauty of what is happening in other people's life. But in Christ. We want to see you established in the faith. And being taught. And abounding in God with thanksgiving. This is what happens when we are no longer living in isolation from the Father. And I am praying that the Lord will restore you back to him wherever you think you are in your work with god one thing that i know is that there is a yonder there is something deeper that you haven't connected to seek for it long for it pursue god more than you have ever done before and i'm praying that you and yours will indeed experience the constancy of our god we experience god as my constant. Amen.